The following podcast is being pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of Bexy Mind Matters. We are one step closer to the one year anniversary of the show. I am your host, a Mexican. This is officially episode 102. We've crossed the 100 episode mark, as you probably have listened. And we're two episodes away from 104, the one year anniversary episode. That will be a spectacular event. Now, we have many sporting things to discuss. Today, um, I would just like to start off with a shout-out to everybody competing in the Delaware, Ohio Ironman 70.3, also known as the Half Ironman. Now, it consists of basically... A full Ironman, but that's just like half the distances. So 1.2 um, miles swimming, about 56 miles on the bike, and a half and a half marathon. The reason I got up early to come uh, so show my support is that I am here to basically lend my voicing support to my coach, Ashley. Not same Ashley, coach. Coach Ashley. Who helped train me for the um, helped train me for the uh, Boston Marathon, and in the hopes to break four, but basically it was also to kind of get me back in shape into marathon shape and be able to um, do the Ben Challenge and then assure that I would kick his ass and also finish Boston within a time that was acceptable. So um, I was here. Uh, she did well. Um, I only saw her to swim. Um, you know, she started to swim. It, it kind of was kind of weird that the half Ironman had different um, waves. Like the waves were set up random and also in reverse age order, which made it for a lot of overtaking like I would have been pissed if I was participating because my wave would have started like almost towards the end so at 8 30 I'm like no 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 no. get the fuck out of here I want to start fresh first thing in the morning when it doesn't get hot not have to deal with the sun on the bike portion regardless if it's a half Ironman or a full but hey um I've I've done the Ironman so I'm I'm not competing in one anytime soon but kudos to her for finishing and everybody else all there 
all the athletes. I ran into Chet. Uh, his mother was doing it again. Uh, last year she trained and finished. This year she did no training. But hey, she still finished the swim um, before the cutoff. Kudos to her for finishing. Let's move on to other news in sports. So as we mentioned last time, the Gold Cup was happening. And I didn't watch hardly any of it. Well, hardly any of it. Let's just put it this way. I watched maybe one Mexico game. Um, Again, everybody anticipating USA-Mexico. But turns out Mexico blew it against Jamaica. Lost 1-0 with like minutes to spare in uh, almost towards the end of regulation. With a free kick by Jamaica. And it's kind of sad because, you know, people thought that Mexico would, um, even with a B team, would win. But obviously that was not the case. And they didn't bring up anybody from their full squad. Unlike the U.S. But still, I mean, that team was talented enough to beat Jamaica. There's no reason you should lose to Jamaica. Especially with how talented the Mexican team is. Uh, same thing in the group stages. They tied against Jamaica. I mean, Jamaica basically played a, a decent game. They were, they basically did the same thing that I had one of the vol- one of the teams do at the Gotham Soccer League when we played the Black Knights and basically cost them the two seed in our game. Uh, I was subbing in for one of the lower teams and. The key was just hold on defense. Just hold on defense. Take take the onslaught. Just take the onslaught. And then we're good enough to just have one shot, end it. And that's basically what Jamaica did. And in, in the Gotham Soccer League, um, some of the Black Knights had already seen me play for the volunteer team the week before. So they knew I could score. So they had me man-marked and double-marked, which led, left the other players on the team wide open and that's how we got our goal we were actually up 1-0 for most of the game until they tied us but still the tie cost them the two seed so now they fell the three to the three or the four seed I'm not entirely sure but they fell Uh, we cost them possibly a first round win in the playoffs but hey it is what it is and that's all Jamaica played they took Mexico's best shots and all they needed was one shot, and it was the free kick. And guess what? It was a beautiful free kick. So then, once USA was up against Jamaica, I'm like, "Oh, USA, who had called up, of course, all their um, good players, of course, playing in the U.S. and California, where there's literally no Jamaicans." Yeah, and they barely squeaked by a two-one victory with the la- the the deciding goal coming with three minutes to spare in the game. It's like. That in itself should be sad too. Like the USA and Mexico squads should be killing everybody in CONCACAF. Just Mexico more so than the US, but still, you should not be not winning the Gold Cup. Like it's always Mexico or the US. Mexico obviously has more Gold Cup victories, but now we don't get to play in the Confederations Cup. Um, actually, we might because the Gold Cup's every two years. So, two years from now, actually, let's see, 2018 is the Russian World Cup. Next one's 2022. So, basically, 
2019 has a gold cup. 2021 has a gold cup. But it's also the same year as a Confederations Cup. So as long as we win the 2019 gold cup, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nice try, US. But it drives me nuts that it's always in the US. It's like you have other countries that can host it. Mexico, Canada, maybe not Jamaica. Costa Rica, maybe. It just depends. But obviously, you'd make more money having it in the U.S. But, oh, it's not very fair. Anyways, moving on to NBA news. We have, (laughs) I swear, every time I say we're going to not talk about the NBA unless there's stuff worthy to talk about, LeBron does something stupid, stupid shit. Some stupid shit that needs to be talked about. And And this was not really LeBron's doing. It was more Kyrie... Is sick of LeBron and wants a trade. I'm sorry. I just got to. I just got to applaud that. Because. Finally somebody else. Not me. Getting sick of LeBron. Kyrie's tired of, play, tired of playing second fiddle to LeBron. And everybody's on Kyrie's shit. Because. Oh, why would you want to leave LeBron? Oh, that you're so selfish. Oh, no, I am. I'm probably one of the only people that get it. Like, I don't understand how others don't. Like, Colin Colin Cower on on his show was saying, "Oh, he, he has a uh, f- first world problems or uh, rich rich people problems or I forgot what he called it." I'm like, dude. Shut the fuck up. Like, seriously. Like, oh, I'm not the man with LeBron. Yeah. Um, I'd be... It's not more being the man. It's more... I'm tired of LeBron's shit. Because I guarantee you, LeBron has a say in everything. LeBron basically has a say in coaching and, and managing. LeBron is always involved in everything the Cavs do. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. He probably want eventually, and, and here's the thing: eventually, we know he's going. He's probably going to leave in the summer of 2018. So once he leaves, what's going to happen? Oh, everybody's going to leave too. And guess what? Kyrie gets stuck with a shitty team, just like before LeBron left. And I know what the argument is. Everybody's basically saying, "Oh, but Kyrie, I don't know why he wants to be the man. He's being selfish. Uh, his numbers weren't great when before LeBron was there." Yeah, yeah. Again, stats are stats, but they can be skewed. Yes, agreed. Kyrie's stats before LeBron got there were not as good. Kyrie by himself could not carry the team. Hell, couldn't carry the team to the playoffs. One, he was younger. He's only 25. Two, um, when LeBron came... He also brought a bunch of people over. Kevin Love showed up. Um, Channing Fry, uh, Jones, Mike Miller for a season. Um, who else? J.R. Smith, Shumpert. Yeah, all those people weren't there when Kyrie was there, and the team sucked. Yeah. There's only so much Kyrie can do. It's like saying, oh, Kobe's numbers. Uh, Kobe wasn't as great without Shaq because he never took the team to the playoffs. Or without Shaq and Pau Gasol and Bynum. Um, 
Without Shaq, Kobe still dropped 81 points on Toronto. Kobe still took that team, that shitty team that everybody likes to give him shit for, of Kwame Brown and Swoosh Parker, two of the worst players in NBA history. He still took that team to the playoffs as the eighth seed. So, I mean, and that was in the West. Kyrie is in the e- was in the East. He didn't have LeBron. He didn't have any other help. And he was fresh to the league. And you expected him to do what with that team? So cut him some slack. And yeah, I would want to trade now that I know. Because now, because basically, here's, here's, the, here's the deal. I don't blame Kyrie for wanting to leave. I'm tired of LeBron's shit and I'm not even a player. Here's the other thing. Were it not for Kyrie... LeBron and the Cavs would not have their title. So they should all be sucking Kyrie's dick right now. Because he, at this point, is worth more to the Cavs than LeBron. LeBron's about to leave and go to LA. He doesn't have to stay. He already know he's not loyal. We already know he left once. It's like a cheating girlfriend. Oh, I won't cheat, I promise. Oh yeah, you already cheated once. What's to stop you from cheating again? LeBron, oh, well, this team went three straight times to the finals. Yeah, you're in the East. And you have a stacked team. So you should be going to the finals. The problem is, the only reason you won is because, A, Draymond Green got banned the game. Otherwise, you would have not won that title. And two, Kyrie hit a clutch shot to seal it. It wasn't LeBron hitting a clutch shot. It was Kyrie. So yeah, he wants to do what Harden did and go and be the man. The difference is with Harden, I mean, he had Westbrook to contend with, which is also another ego. But again, you had Durant, you had Westbrook, and you had Harden. Had you all three stayed, you probably would have dominated the West before Golden State started getting people. And Durant might not even have gone to Golden State if Harden had stayed. But Harden wanted to be the man and get more money and get paid. I don't know why he was... Well, okay, here's the other thing. I don't know why he was a six-man to begin with. Because I would take him over Cephalosha any day of the week. As he got better. That team would have been badass. But hey, Harden wanted to do his thing. And guess what? Now he's never going to win a title. Because guess what? CB3 is not going to win you one. Even if you bring Carmelo. You're not beating Golden State. And that's the thing. Kyrie is basically coming to terms with nobody's beating Golden State anytime soon so the best thing he could do is since LeBron's about to leave go get more money and beat a man and have pieces around you as opposed to depending on what pieces LeBron wants around him and the moment the trade even got mentioned LeBron somebody in LeBron's camp basically said oh if he runs to the Kyrie he's going to beat his ass and then LeBron tried to deny that dude Stephen A. Smith heard it from the horse's mouth, somebody in your camp. And you're trying to tell me that nobody verbatim said that? That you weren't pissed? Uh, somebody took you shit about me. Yeah, you get pissed about every little detail and you try to cover it up. So, I believe that. That you wanted to beat his ass. And, yeah, I don't blame Kyrie for leaving. I'm the only one that gets it. Sorry. The Cavs are not beating Golden State anytime soon. And especially not after getting Derrick Rose. That's the other thing. LeBron instantly, oh, 
let's go get a let's let's go get Derrick Rose, and then starts working out with him and I forget who else. Yeah, that's not a slap in the face to Kyrie. And here's the worst part: you're not gonna win with Derrick Rose if Kyrie stay. Even if Kyrie stays, and learns to like live with playing with you for another season, even with Derrick Rose as your backup, you're not beating Golden State because Derrick Rose. Yeah, he's a former MVP. Yeah, he's good for some points, but he's not better than what Golden State has. And there's no guarantee that he he will last the season. He could get injured. And he's not going to be playing starting point guard. He's going to probably be backing up Kyrie. Now, if Kyrie leaves and Derrick Rose is the starting point guard, you're for sure not beating Golden State. Because, I mean, Derrick Rose is great help. But he's not better than Kyrie at this point in his career. And he's damn, damn well not a good defender. And he can't shoot three. So even if he gets wide open shots, I'm sorry, but you're not beating Golden State. Now, again, I don't mean that he's shit. He's just not going to beat Golden State with, with Derrick Rose. But I don't ever want to hear the argument of LeBron never gets any help. Really? The former MVP Derrick Rose does not help. I mean, if the people that he gets that are good that should be helping him ended up end up not playing to their level, <clears throat> that's not <clears throat> that doesn't mean that LeBron doesn't have help. That means that they weren't playing as well as they could have. But on paper, that LeBron always has help, always. And I've proved that episode after episode, especially in the past. When I've said that he clearly has help, and I explained it, championship run per championship run, compared it to the Jordan, Derrick Rose has help, and now they're still trying to get Carmelo. Even with Rose, like let's say Kyrie leaves, Rose, Melo, LeBron, they're not. You're not winning it. In order to get Carmelo, you're gonna have to give up uh, Derrick, uh, Kyrie, possibly Love. Yeah, don't even get me started. You're not beating Golden State. And on top of that, I never want to hear ever again LeBron never gets help. And I don't want to hear how, oh, LeBron is the GOAT. Oh, LeBron is such such a good guy. No. He pisses people off. He already pissed off again Gilbert once when he left. And and, and, and unless we're forgetting Cleveland, uh, he already cheated on you once. Okay? He already left you once. And next year, he's going to leave again. Because guess what? In his head, he's fulfilled his legacy. Even if he's never considered better than Jordan or the greatest ever. He went to eight straight finals, won three. One was with Cleveland where nobody else could do it. That already is good enough to eventually get him to one day possibly own the Cavs. Or his own franchise. And never have to pay for anything in in Cleveland ever again. So he doesn't care if he wants many rings. He wants to, you know, be a movie star, be a producer, and do all this fancy crap. So he's probably going to go to L.A. God, I hope he doesn't go to the Lakers. I'm, I'm sorry, but I know that before I, I was always pitching. And, hey, I know what people are thinking. You've heard me pitch LeBron going to the Lakers. Yes, okay? It would make me hate him. or well, not hate him, but it would make me dislike him less. But here's the thing. That was years ago. When Kobe was still there. Now, 
I don't want him there. I'd rather take Kyrie. But we have Lonzo Ball, so we don't need a point guard. And I don't want to give up, you know, the holy shit package just to get Kyrie or LeBron. So at this point in his career, I mean, even if he comes to the Lakers, there's no guarantee that we're, not, we're beating Golden State. We need more pieces of the puzzle. And he clearly can't win with, uh, titles with a big three. So what's the point of giving him a big three in L.A. if we're not going to be able to beat Golden State? Because Golden State has proven that they take pay cuts. Nobody else in the league has proven that aside from Wade and, Le- and LeBron and Bosh. So Bosh is too old. Wade is too old. Even if LeBron takes a pay cut. Who else are we bringing to the fucking Lakers? That's what I want to know. So, no, I don't want LeBron to come to L.A. If he comes to L.A., give him to the Clippers. Have him go to fucking ugly sister. Keep him there. Now, um, Kyrie, like I said, I would take Kyrie. But, again, not if we're going to give the kitchen sink for Kyrie. And we already got Lonzo Ball, so I don't think Lonzo Ball would be good being moved to the shooting guard position. So, yeah, I don't think the Lakers are going to make a move for Kyrie either. Plus, it's not even on this list of places he wants to go. He wants to go to New York, Boston, uh, I forget where else, San Antonio. That'd be great. San Antonio would be a good fit for him. New York? uh, and No. No, no, no. You would be the man, yeah, but you'd be you would not win. You go to a winning team. I'm sorry, but that's the other thing. Is like, I mean, let's just put it this way: if I was Kyrie, I maybe not be doing the, this move. I may because again, I've coexisted with teammates that I did not like. Okay, to win championships. So. I would figure out a way. If I'm Kyrie, if I'm being honest and I'm being Kyrie, I would figure out a way to just coexist with LeBron and try and convince LeBron to stay. Because in order for them to win more, you need more pieces. LeBron and Kyrie could probably play for the Cavs for the league minimum and have them get, you know, all this other talent that could be available this year or next year and then be a dominant powerhouse. But no, they don't want to do that. Golden State, you know, next year they'll have other free agents like Clay Thompson and so forth and people are going to have to take pay cuts if they want to keep that core. Now, are they willing to do that? Probably so. If they win again next year, yeah. I, I, I would stay for less money if I already have a chance of making the finals every year. Now, mind you, I would be pissed because we're not winning every year. Especially because we're in the East and the kind of the East kind of sucks. Everybody's going to the West. Okay. So, I don't think if I was Kyrie, I would do. A, I would want to trade. But I get why. If that makes sense. I'm probably one of the only people in the world, Kyrie, that gets why. And I would like to say that this is kind of karma. I like to call this karma because somebody 
who was being a biatch to Mexi Pants. They got cut. <coughs> Emily loves Kyrie. Oh, but now he's leaving the Cavs. Oh, isn't that just oh kick you in the butt? Fantastic. But anyways, enough NBA. Enough NBA. Let's talk about more more personal stuff. Uh, sport wise. So as you know, I'm doing the a thousand miles in a year uh, challenge. As of the month of August, I am already up to 700. So odds are it is going to be easy for me to get there. Because this month I only have Alaska as the only marathon that I want to do. It's going to be a little bit of of a tight logistically because I'm going to have to take a couple more days off. Um... The first flight from Seattle to Anchorage, I have to to buy that first. And, you know, that's about 250 bucks. Then figure out a way to get to Seattle after that. So probably going to have to take a Friday and a Monday off. Which means, again, it's all about sacrifices. I'm going to have to work up until 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock on a couple days. And it fits perfectly within the pay period schedule. So, and then the following week, I'm going to the wedding, which, sidebar, I like how we did a DX Special 3, and then finally, I got the answers I needed. Um, There's a train direct from the airport to tour where anybody can pick me up. Um, Astro basically said, if I help, I get free housing in Montrezor, which means I don't have to pay with the rest of the eggs, but at the same time, I don't want to help, so I'm still going to weigh those options. But I was able to get a, a cheaper flight for about 500 bucks, New York to Paris, but then I still connect through DC. Which on the way back, I land in the in New York at 8:45. Uh, well, actually, Newark, but I got to take the China bus at 10, so it's gonna it's gonna be a little tight, little tight uh, uh, schedule. But I don't have to go through customs because that would have already happened in DC. So as long as there's no delays, I should be okay. But like I said, uh, Alaska, okay, so 250, 280, Seattle to, to Anchorage, and then I just gotta figure out a way to get there. But again, that's the only marathon that will put me, you know, in the mid 700s. But looking at the months left, like September, October, November, December, in September, if I do all the races I plan, I, I have 168 miles just in September alone. And October, with a race every weekend and nationals. Like, I'm already doing Portland, Maine, which is drivable. Chicago, drivable. Des Moines, drivable. Nationals. And then Phoenix and, uh, I mean, Arizona and New Mexico. I mean, in October, I have 100, 145 miles, too. So that right there... Between those two months, September and October, 168 and 145, that's the 300 plus I need. So I'll be able to hit 1,000 going into November. And I still have November races, the Quadzilla trying to do, and then hopefully Hawaii in December. So it is definitely doable. Like, it, it is easily, easily doable. Like, even if I end up not going to Alaska or say I don't do Phoenix and New Mexico, I mean, and I move them around, that's still 
leaves me two freaking months to do, um, you know, 100 more miles. And then you still got to account for practices in between soccer games or anything else that's going on. So, yeah, I mean, it is definitely easily attainable. Which, uh, yeah, it's what I basically what I what I said when I signed up for it, like beginning of the year. It's like two hundred uh, two thousand seventeen thousand miles. Ah, uh, yeah, do that. Sounds like a doable thing, and it is. So there you have it. Now, uh, like I said, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but my birthday present to myself is going to have to be, you know. Over Labor Day weekend because the marathon, the Hamilton, Ohio marathon got moved to September 2nd at night. And so then I have to do a 24-hour race the next day in freaking up by Toledo. Which hopefully they give a medal because I'd be very upset if they don't. Because I need something to commemorate the fact that I'm doing two marathons in 24 hours. One at 7 p.m. and then by the seven by the by the next day. 7 a.m. I started the second one. And technically it's a 24-hour event, so I could technically do more than 26.2 miles. But we'll see how that goes. And it's a lab course, so we'll see. We'll just have to check that out and see how that goes. But anyways, that's the update for you. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, we are on iTunes still. MaxiMind Matters. SoundCloud. MaxiMind Matters. Uh, Supermix If you need my handle for that um, Definitely Check this out We're about to have The 104th episode A.K.A. basically You know The anniversary episode We'll see how that goes the schedule for that is still up in the air and then 103, we'll have to do something with 103 before we uh, hit 104, but stay tuned for that, uh, check us out on Snapchat, Supermex on Facebook, Alex Ferrari aka The Mexican on Twitter, Super Asshole Mex, the episodes are linked on there as well YouTube channel, Supermex and obviously if you're Good enough in my book. You should have my cell phone number if you want to hit me up and, you know, throw some ideas, bounce them my way, and or maybe make a guest appearance on the show. But aside from that, you know, as always, catch you guys next time. And remember, where there's a Mexican, there is always a way.